Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 134, Start Where You Are. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Lori Krieg, and I am with my favorite licensed therapist, Jesus Light Carpenter, and my husband, Matt Krieg. For the first time ever, we do not have producer Steve with us as we're recording, so if the wheels come off, I don't know who to blame, but it's probably me. <laughs> but we are so excited to dive into the conversation today to really help us unpack our theme for this season four, which is courage. Uh, but before we do, I just, I love my dad was an incredible, is an incredible leader. And he's always like, you got to know your purpose. You got to know why you're here. And so I just want to remind people what the purpose of our podcast is, which is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day, everybody every single day. And what is that gospel, which we just borrow from Keller. And then Kurt Thompson helped us flip it around so it doesn't sound shamey. Uh, but the gospel is, I am more loved than I can imagine and yet more sinful than I believe. And we need that good news that Jesus is our rescuer from sin and the lover of our souls, all of us, every day. But how do we get the courage to lean into this good news in our life and to share it with others, especially if where we are today feels so hard and so hopeless. Our guest today, Rashawn Copeland, author of Start Where You Are, is here to help us out. Rashawn, welcome. Man, I'm pumped to be on the show, Lori and Matt. Let's go. I wish Steve was here, actually. So <laughs> I, he, he does have the most professional, talented voice among us, yes. which is how I usually introduce him. But I've guys heard don't. it. Oh, right. If you guys don't know Rashawn, which we're getting to know him and his work and his heart, which is just, shoot, he is effervescent. But he is, in addition to being an effervescent person, he's the founder of I'm So Blessed Daily and Without Walls Ministries. He's a writer for Church Leaders, God TV, and the God's Not Dead blog. And he's also the host of Scripture and Stories podcast. Go check it out right now. Go hit subscribe. Um, we're going to be on there, but he also has a, a bunch of other amazing guests. Um, but that podcast on the conversion podcast network. He also serves on the Life Church Version Bible app team with Pastor Craig Rochelle, assisting with global digital outreach. And he is a graduate of the University of Central Oklahoma and is currently earning his MDiv at Liberty. What, what? He lives in Oklahoma City with his wife, Denise, and their three children. How old are your kids? So I have a blended family. My oldest okay. is nine years old and I had him out of wedlock out of marriage. And then I'm so thankful though, but I have another two under two and then we got one in the oven, a quarantine baby. So whoo, quarantine they, they're baby. piling in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am so excited to start where I am today because I there's some days where I'm just hurting to work, put one foot in front of the other, except when I have conversations like these and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm all good, actually. I'm actually fixed now. <laughs> um, but before we dive into how we can courageously put one foot where we are to start where we are, I want to get to know you, Rashawn, better and our audience with a slightly silly question of the week, which is this. What kids show would you watch even without the kids around, you know, and not like yeah. a weird, creepy way, but in like a, yeah. okay, it's okay. Awesome. I love that question. Absolutely love it. I had to wrestle with it for a moment, you know, as I heard, but Peppa Pig has grown on to me because my kids is all over that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess Peppa Pig would be it. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> yep, they are. <laughs> Kind of cute, but oh, so cute. 
Um, <laughs> Matt, what which audience answer did you pick? Well, I uh, I definitely like what Michael said on Facebook. Um, just the X Men animated series. He went oh. old school, and I was like, wait, I got to avoid like the old school. Cause I liked way too many cartoons growing up and still, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going for like, which ones do my kids watch that, that I have to like, that I still have like a desire to watch. And I had, I had like a list of <laughs> six. He literally of them. has a list right now. Really? Like, so yes. yeah. Disney plus bluey. Netflix is Caduce, Puff and Rock, and Sarah and Duck. And then Amazon Prime is Peep in the Big Wide World and Tumbleleaf. Okay, Tumbleleaf. Man, I need to get a list of those. You know, we yeah. need to I'll send them over up. to you. I'm Most tired of, of Peppa, like, honestly. <laughs> he's like, now it's real. Now it's getting real, Peppa. You're dead to me. Uh, I appreciated this from Danielle. And she said, Bluey. And the reason I appreciated that is Matt mentioned Bluey on Disney+. Plus. Okay, Matt and I have had so many discussions about how much we love Bluey because the parents' commitment to fun, to having fun with their kids, I don't know how they have jobs. They have so much fun with their kids. But it <laughs> seriously inspires me as a parent where I'm like, instead of the rails coming off at the grocery store, I'm like, how can I have fun? So thank you, <laughs> dogs from Australia, for teaching me how to be a good parent. Love okay. that. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get a little more serious. And Rashawn, we ask every guest this set of questions, which is, if the gospel is, I already mentioned it, I'm more loved than I imagine and yet more sinful than I believe. When was that gospel first good news for you? And how is it still? Wow. So that's a great question. Uh, the gospel came, became really uh, real to me as I, you know, experienced so much pain in my life through, you know, when I was in the fourth grade, had a teacher told me to never pick up a pen and write again. And then fast forward, I was sexually abused at age 11 and that stole something from me. I was shot down at age 17, left for dead, and I became suicidal, struggling with depression almost my 20s to 30s. And like through all that, I knew something wasn't wrong. I knew, you know, the world wasn't necessarily the problem, but it, it, which I know it was a big part of it, but my own heart was broken and sinful and I needed a savior. So I had to take my eyes off myself and really put it back on the cross. And, and I came, it, it drew, it drove me to the foot of the cross though, knowing I needed a savior. And yeah, that was, I was at the, at my last leg, I gave up. I had to surrender at that mm. point. Mm. Yeah. So that's when it came real. Yeah. How, what was that moment like, like when it became real? Wow. So, um, you know, I was struggling with uh, depression again. I was out in Los Angeles. So the moment that I, like it was, I was done. Um, it was after I was struggling with pornography. That was one thing. So that's real in my life. Uh, you know, just those experiences and sort of that unresolved pain uh, that I put so many people through, even myself. Um, but also, I also was chasing after fame and money and fortune. I was a hype man for a guy named Soldier Boy. I lived in a home uh, that was nice. Like, and I had the social media followers. I mean, I felt like I was building my own little castle, but I'm thankful that God's kingdom came and smashed it down, you know, because mm -hmm. at this 
at this night, uh, when I was on the verge of the, uh, suicide and I was going through depression, I went and grabbed a pistol and I was on my knees, literally my darkest moment in my life. And I'm bringing this pistol to my mouth and I'm shaking. And at this point, two things were going through my mind. So here's, here's that moment. Two things were going through my mind. Number one, if I shoot myself, I'm going to have to endure that same pain when I was shot down twice at age 17, left for dead. Uh, if I were to live through that, you know, gunshot wound. But number two, the second thing is, is that, yeah, when I die, I'm going to have to cross over and meet this omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing God who's infinite in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He's loving, but he's holy and just. I'm going to have to stand before him. So immediately I was like, like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not ready to die. Uh, but I called out to God for the first real time authentically with, uh, sur- with a heart of surrender. And he literally answered my question cry, but in a way I never realized that he would do it. Uh, My phone lit up, you know, it was dark room, but my phone had lit up in the brink in a moment. And um, I would look over at my phone and I grab it. I set down the pistol and I swipe right. And as I'm looking inside of this Facebook app at this point, because I opened up to Facebook, it was the only Christian girl I knew who was from Baylor University, which is a Christian university. My brother was playing football at that time with RG3. They were doing really well, cool things happening. But she was the only Christian girl that I was following at that time and that was actually engaging me with the gospel and uh, with his the love of Christ. And um, yeah, so I, when I read this, it said, oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is. And nothing in all creation can separate us from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. And as I began reading and reading, I started weeping and weeping. Because at this point, I realized that, yeah, this love is in Christ. And I was so far from him, but I wanted it so badly. So I began to cry to God and my heart softened. I read it like 20 times and it began to read me. And it showed me how broken and depraved I am apart from him. And then at that point, um, I literally, there was a side of me wanting to rejoice all night, but then it was that real reality side that dude, I was on the brink of suicide. So I was wrestling with God like Jacob that whole night and fast forward, I fall asleep. And as I go to sleep, I had a OBE in the middle of the night, which I can get into later. That can be a whole nother story. But I wake up, you know, about four in the morning. Here's where it just like, whoo, I run over, I turn on the light, I run to my bed, go underneath the covers. And at this point, I'm just like, okay, what's next, God? I was kind of anxious, honestly, but I knew there was a peace there. There was a presence there, his presence to be exact. And I just remember having this utterance to look underneath my bed. And guys, let me tell you, uh, Lori and Matt, when I moved into this place, this uh, agency moved me into this place. So there would be artists in talents that would come in and out uh, from different countries in the United States to come here and audition and stay in that home. So needless to say, I had this prompting to look underneath the bed. There's a suitcase I've never seen before. So I pull out this suitcase, I crack it open, and there's a bunch of dirty clothes and they didn't smell too good either. But there was a book. Guess what book it was? Bible? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God. Yes, the B-I-B-L-E. So yes, it was the Bible. I cracked it open. I went straight to the red letters. Those were the letters that stood out, right? 
and I go to these red letters and I began to read. Uh, and it, this is what it said. The very first verse I had my eyes on and it said this, oh, uh, he that wants to keep his life must lose it. But he that loses his life for my name's sake shall gain it. And then immediately following that, it said, oh, what is it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? And I was like, like I, I, I stopped. He, God stopped me right in my tracks. It hit me head on like a semi truck. And from that moment, I, I, the best I knew how, I didn't know what repentance mean. I repented of all the sin that I had in my life. And I packed my book bag up. I took that Bible. Matter of fact, the Bible is the number one stolen book in the world. And I stole that Bible that night. <laughs> I, I went off into the city bus. I jumped on the city bus. The city bus, like this was the first bus that came by in the morning. And I, I, I wrote it down for like four hours, just reading the word of God all the way until it got downtown. And I got on the Greyhound bus, LA Greyhound bus, and went all the way back to Oklahoma City. Was wide awake, 20 hours reading the word of God all night. And man, and that changed, it just changed my life. I was like that prodigal child that came to his senses when he was, what am I doing? You know, even the hired hands eat better at home than, you know, then I'm eating here. Like, and I went home and yeah, the father embraced me. The church brought me in and I just, yeah, been at his feet since. So of course wow. through a lot of endurance and stuff, but <laughs> as you know, yeah. I, you know, I wanted to maybe throw this question at the end, but I want to just throw it now. So someone's listening right now who hears your story and you're already speaking the message of your book and of this episode to start where you are. And they may yeah. be either literally or figuratively feeling like gun to my mouth. Like what, where is the hope? Like hopelessness and despair is such a spiritual yeah. thing in the air right now for this Corona time, but it was already there. It's just amplified. It feels yeah. like it doesn't matter what I do. So can you speak into that person? Because I, you know, I have this theme of courage in my head. I'm like, it still took courage. It took energy. It took the Holy Spirit to go from sitting there. So if someone's listening right now and maybe they've, oh, I've read the Bible. I already did it open. I'm not going to have that moment he has. So yeah. to speak to them to start where they are right now. Love that. A lot of times um, I feel like one of the biggest struggles for me, I, I wouldn't go to God as I actually was. I always went to him how I pretended to be like, and I just want to encourage someone, just go to him with a broken and contrite heart. Like that's what, that's the sacrifice he loves. Come to him, uh, you know, with all your mess, all your brokenness, and he'll meet you there. And he wants to, he's longing. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And I, I just think that's so important. And even if you feel like too dirty, you're not too dirty to be cleansed. You're not too broken to be fixed. You're not too unworthy to be loved. Just come to God as you are and he'll take you where you need to be. And that's the idea of the message. And, you know, he does come before we're ready. You know, that's why the Bible says all while we're sinners, Christ died for us. He came way before we're even ready. And I just want you to know he's there knocking at the door to your heart and saying, come back to me, you know, confess the sin. If it's brokenness, that's the main thing that separates us from God is that hidden sin, I believe, are, you know, our 
affections and desires are on something else, you know, or, you know, we have in our hearts this longing to worship, like you guys were talking about on scriptures and stories on my podcast with your book and everything. That's why I'm so like drawn to you guys. Cause I relate on so many level with even my uh, sexual brokenness, you know, and I'm sure we all struggle to some degree with that, but I just feel like when freedom comes, uh, when we repent and we turn from those things and we give our whole hearts to God and that's when the times of refreshment comes in the book of Acts, it says. So I just mm. pray that over whoever's listening today right yes. now. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. So good. I just really want to thank you for, oh. for sharing some of your story. I mean, Rashawn, I like, I've never had a gun to my mouth, but suicidality was something that I felt when I wow. was a junior higher. Um, yeah. And, and God met me in that same same way when it was this unexpected thing. And, and I mean, as you were talking, like I was, I was fighting back some tears um, because in those spaces of brokenness and, and, and those spaces of like feeling just worthless, yeah, feeling like we have nothing left to give, like God desperately wants to meet us there. Yeah. Um, And so your words are like, just even reminding me of God's goodness in my life. Praise God. So just thank you for that. Wow. Praise God, man. That's all my hope. Like we're all here to build each other up, edify each other. And man, yeah, I'm just so thankful for you guys, man. So I can't wait to meet you all person, man. Y'all got me about to cry. I know. This is this love fest. So, okay. So you have this um, online. I'm No, I have the different names that you have. The, I'm so blessed daily. So I was checking that out. So I am one that I can be kind of like this angsty. I don't know if you know the Enneagram, but Enneagram four, where I'm like, whatever. I don't want to have to post anything. Yeah. I don't, whatever. But like God used internet posting to lead you to him. So yes. I see that that's what you're doing and you're, you're trying to guide people there. So can you help me? How do you, what's your motivation when you post? Like when you're mm. like, because I hear you, I heard you say, you know, you're this hype man building your own kingdom. So I'm sure you have to, how do you fight that? And then really keep it spirit filled. So if someone's like, I want to encourage someone, I want to start where I am, but post something. So how do you, how do you do that? I love that. Great question. So when I go about, about to post something, I always uh, run through one, uh, especially during times like this, hate is high. Like there's so much chaos and turmoil and confusion and doubt uh, and struggle. So like, I want to post things. One, is it profitable? You know, all throughout scripture, you know, is it, is it profitable? Does it edify? And like, I'm trying even whenever someone and I get critiqued and criticized and things like that, I try to think through, am I going to react or am I going to respond? Like in, in, am I just kind of, you know, let it, leave it alone. So I think through those things and also does it exalt Christ or is it exalt myself? And there's a wrestle between all of it. Um, and yeah, I just want to glorify God with, with the words that I say. I'm, I haven't been great at this all the time. I can clearly share that uh, because there's been times where I, um, for instance, and this was about a year and a half ago. It was after a tough one, a long, tough day. I think I just had got through a tough uh, talk with my wife, actually. It was just a tough time I was having. And fast forward towards the end of the day, 
uh, I had someone reach out to me, you know, really criticizing me on different things. And it was an atheist. And I, this atheist used to be my friend when I was out in LA. He's a comedian and things like that. But, and I'm still trying to love him into the kingdom, but he came at me in such a way. So it almost provo- provoked me to sin uh, and even do it out loud on social media. And I was like, no. So I almost got to the point where I was going to press post, but by the grace of God, he stopped me um, mm. because I don't want an argumentative spirit. I don't want to, uh, you know, nullify the grace of God. I don't want to mm. grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to, yeah, be prideful. And I want to make sure that I'm exemplifying Christ, my Savior. And yeah, but some days were t- have been tough in the past, but I'm, I praise God he stopped me and then I f- went, turned off and deleted the app and I repented and I asked for God's forgiveness and God, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Man, change me, Lord. <laughs> I know, I know. It and it's, it's, I mean, there's a reason that Paul, like as he keeps growing in his faith, he's like, I'm the chief of sinners by, as <laughs> he yeah. gets older and older, you know, like the closer yeah. we get to Jesus, the more we're like, yikes, my sin nature is not dead yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, you know, like that, that app in particular, or that, you know, the, the so blessed daily page, like you guys are focused on really uplifting and like encouraging the body of Christ. And I love it. You guys should go, go there right now, everybody listening and go like it and follow it. But, um, how do you like, do you, do so we're in the controversial conversation biz. So how do you engage things? Like how, like, do you post, I guess, controversial things or how how do you go about processing that? Like, is there a set of questions that you're asking yourself that's different? Yeah. Uh, I always go back to this uh, and it's been so helpful and it's only been uh, like the past year. uh, But I'm not called to be quote unquote famous as a Christian, but faithful. And that's what I'm always going back to. I don't want to compete with God's glory, nor do I want to arouse, you know, sort of um, people's anger towards God or resentment, even more towards God or bitterness more towards God, because me as the Christian isn't acting in line with what the scripture says, but also what the spirit is telling me to do. So I'm always going back to that. And and then I go back to the audience of one, you know, I'm going to have, there's a lot of times I try to protect myself from being critiqued uh, by people just to le- get out of the way and stay out of the way. But there's also a side of me that wants to, you know, win applause and, and you know, the spirit is telling me to fight against oh. trying to be a people pleaser. So there's so much going on, but I think it goes back to audience of one, audience of one, and then allowing the Lord to just, you know, help me love the people that I'm serving well. Uh, and really, whether it's someone who agrees with me or disagrees, whether it's someone I see as an enemy or a friend, I'm called to love them and bless them anyway. So uh, I'm just trying to learn and grow into that even more and just see the urgency of the gospel and people need the gospel. So that's in, in take so good in assessing. So, you know, a lot of your work and a lot of all of our work right now is online. Like we're talking, you know, through yeah. the internet in order yeah. to record, this is going to post on the internet, but yeah. in your assessment of both this online world and the real world, um, what do you sense is the greatest need right now in the world? 
And for people mm. listening, both, you know, starting in their own pain or wanting to exhort people online, like how, what is a courageous thing that we can, how can we lean in as the church with graceful courage right now? That's today? good. That's so good. So what I would say, uh, uh, arm yourself in prayer and wash yourself in the word of God so you can discern the times and also ways to approach in a way where we're not compromising the truth, but we're uh, in a way, a convicting way, loving people as Christ loved this church. And like, I just think it's, it's us being in a place where we remember this isn't our home, but uh, we're, we're still called to uh, welcome people and bring them back to Christ, uh, meet them where they are. So I, I don't know. I think that's around the line that I'm seeing. It's so much going on though. Like, mm-hmm. but I would encourage the believer, like if you feel helpless, remember uh, his power is what saves you. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel as if you are broken and sinful, it's Jesus that came to save the sinner. And and there's other people in that same predicament. He wants to use you to go reach them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would just say that uh, if that makes sense. It does. Well, what I love is that last part is it's so emphasizing just the theme of what we've been talking about in your book is yeah. God has created you on purpose and he has created you with a unique audience to reach. Yeah. And, and so he has that, whether it's your social media platforms and whether it's uh, a podcast, if you have, or a blog or <laughs> neighbors, like, I think that's been such a wake up call for us during this whole COVID thing is I'm like, I've been praying more for my neighbors. I'm trying to get to know my neighbors. Yeah. Really, do I love my literal neighbors? That's so uh, good. <laughs> so if, if we've been, whatever space you've been called to, whether it's hundreds of thousands of followers or you your followers who are following you to the bathroom and don't ever give you a break yeah. <laughs> and your literal neighbors to to really start where you are and reach out because everyone's so hungry for jesus yes so true so tell us a little bit about your book before we wrap up here what what's it about where we can where can we find it Awesome. So start where you are. Um, it's literally, uh, it's self, almost self-explanatory in a way, but it's like right. how God all, all throughout the scripture, he meets people right where they are in, you know, not the perfect version of the people like Paul, for instance, you know, he was on his way on a road to Damascus about to slaughter Christians. And then all of a sudden the glory of God showed up to him in his darkest moment and left him dazzled, you know, uh, he was blind, but then he could see and he, God changed him and he began to boldly preach the gospel uh, to the to the end of the earth in a way, even to today. And uh, that's what God does. He meets us in our mess. He loves us through it and he leads us out of it. So I just want this book to be a breath of fresh air to someone who's out there uh, just that needs that encouragement. Hey, you don't have to have it all together. However, he's not going to keep you where you are. Expect to be changed and transformed uh, to make a difference in this world. Yeah. So mm. yeah, it's just a, a, a gospel crush course in a way, crash course. Like, crash to, course. To, yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to get, send it. it out to the world. Well, we're going to get our copy and awesome. uh, we're, I can't wait to get it in to our audience's hand. And I actually like that you said crash course and crush course, because that's kind of a mishmash of our books is it's the <laughs> love relationship with Jesus yes. and his, you know, that's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh man. I love it. 
Well, Rashawn, thank you so much for joining and opening up a piece of your heart today and sharing it with us and with um, our audience. Lori and Matt, you guys are amazing. Thank you guys. Tell Steve I said hello, and I'm upset with him for not being on today. I know. No, I'm just Same. <laughs> Same <-sies. laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. So guys, you have got to go and pre-order Rashawn's book, Start Where You Are. Go do it right now. Uh, and when you're clicking around, you know, you will do the old swipe, swipe on the phone. We'd love to hear from you via a review for the podcast. You can do that at iTunes or simply, you know, we want to hear from you, but just sharing this episode with a friend, uh, we really believe in what we're doing and we believe if you're listening, you do too. So just say, Hey guys, I think that you might be blessed by this and send it to a friend. We do have a question of the week though for next week, which is a little more serious one. It's time for a little serious because we're never serious on this podcast. No, no. Uh, but what is your prayer closet or war room? I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen that movie yet, but just where do you go to be with God? Is there a certain chair or couch or corner of your house or apartment or I don't know, maybe in your office, uh, but we would love to hear what that looks like, what it's like. Maybe you'll send some pictures. We love it. You can find me on the old Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and just search for Lori Krieg, L-A-U-R-I-E-K-R-I-E-G. It's fun to have a rhyming name. Don't you see? All right, but guys, for all of us, here, go check out uh, Rashawn Copeland, get his book, Start Where You Are, and for all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we will see you, including you, Steve, you're in trouble. <laughs> Just kidding, we love you, don't ever leave us. <laughs> you're our favorite <laughs> at the Hole in My Heart podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>